Welcome to Soundboard, the Steinway & Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. I'm your producer and host, Ben Finan, director of content at Steinway & Sons and editor-in-chief of the online music magazine, listenmusicculture.com. If you enjoy Soundboard, please rate, review, and subscribe to it wherever you pod your casts. At tomorrow's UEFA Champions League final in Istanbul, Steinway artist Adam Georgi will perform his own transcription of the UEFA Champions League anthem at the match's opening ceremony on a Steinway Model D. Georgi joins us to talk piano, football, and Franz Liszt. You have a super cool gig coming up next Saturday. That would be Saturday, June 10th. You're playing at the opening ceremony to the UEFA final, which for Americans listening to this podcast is the Champions League final, which is taking place between Man City and Inter Milan. Going to be a great game. Tell me a little bit about what exactly you're going to be doing next Saturday. Ben, it's great to be here with you and thank you for for your invite. I'm, I'm super happy to do this next weekend. Uh, I think to make it even more precise, I'm going to play the walkout, the protocol moment, the walkout uh, show when the two teams are coming out of the tunnel. They're lining up to uh, uh, to start the game. It's I think it's the most elevated, the most exciting moment of the game. Before the game, I'm going to finish my short performance just about two minutes before the kickoff. You're doing this on... A Steinway D, I presume. Yes, a Steinway coming. The guys in Istanbul have been super helpful. Hamburg as well have been, you know, amazing with preparations. And I live in New York. I'm based in New York. So the whole idea, obviously, I'm a Steinway artist for 20 years. You know, I, I, there was no other choice but to play it on a Steinway. And I think the team is, is super excited. I think it's going to be 15, 20 people just around the piano. Uh, making sure it's ready, it's well-tuned, it's well-connected to the broadcast and the uh, I think if I'm not wrong, we have about 60 seconds to clear the piano from next to the pitch after the performance because the game is, is about to start after I, I finish playing. Tell me about the song that you're going to be playing. When the idea came from UEFA, the, um, the European Football Federation, the Artistic Director of Ceremonies, we, you know, we sat down, we started to talk about this probably 11 years ago. And I think that this number is very important because, because you know, if younger artists or younger, the younger generation of musicians hear this podcast, it's very important to recognize how consistency and how continuous hard work and dedication to whatever we do is the most important thing. I remember I was at 57th Street, Steinway Hall, the old Steinway Hall in New York. I was practicing, you know, in the basement, I think it was minus level two, three, four, whatever it was. You know, we were down there where Rachmaninoff and Horowitz and everybody practiced during in the past. And we were about to pick a Model D for my recital next day. And, and the gentleman comes uh, from Europe. He was the artistic director of ceremonies at the Football Federation. And I played the Champions League anthem for him on solo piano. I remember that night because that precisely, when I finished playing, he, he looked at me and he said, Adam, I have goosebumps everywhere. This sounds amazing. I will do everything to put you in a stadium. At some point, we need to work on these opening ceremonies for Champions League. We would compare this to a Super Bowl here in America, except I think the viewership is 10 times more than the Super Bowl here. So uh, it's going to be a crazy global television broadcast of, of this event. And uh, the Champions League anthem is, is being played before all the games. And I think, you know, Julian's idea, the artistic director's idea was that for the, for the final game, they would have it live on a piano played by me. 
But what gave you this idea of, hey, you know what I really need to do? I should play the Champions League theme on a Steinway. Why did this even occur to you? It's very powerful music. It's it's an amazing um, arts often help us to um, re-identify ourselves in certain situations. I, I really believe that concerts stand for these opportunities when the audience comes in and hopefully if the artist plays well and connects with the audience, the, art, the audience leaves in a different spirit, mindset. The audience perhaps, I believe, for example, my music, my own compositions help the audience to connect with their you know, childhood, go back, you know, maybe solve some some traumas or you know help them to be a better person when they leave i love arts because because arts performing arts just make makes lives better and i think this opportunity at at the champions league final is unique because we're going to bring a model d a steinway model d into a football stadium connecting the champions league anthem live with ninety thousand people in a stadium and probably 1.5 billion globally on, on television and streaming I think it's unique because me as an artist, my goal will be to elevate that moment when the players come out and, and try to understand all the sacrifice and, and sort of suffering from their childhood when they come and, and start playing soccer, start to go to training. Some of them are born in, in you know remote areas. They start to move up with their families to the big cities. They sign up for a youth team of a smaller team. They get to the big team and they potentially get transferred to a really big team in Europe. Potentially, maybe they win the league. And after that, they could participate in the Champions League. And maybe one day they play the final. So you see, their journey is very similar to our journey. I'm from Pomaz, from Hungary, north of Budapest. I first I went to school to the List Academy in Budapest, and I moved to the U.S. 20 years ago. I started to build my career. But really, that consistency in their life and my life is very similar. It resonates with me. And I think if I can help uh, for them to make this moment memorable, I think that I will be very, very happy. I know that you played football growing up. Tell me about your experience with football. What I'd really like to know, you mentioned some of them already, but do you see additional parallels between football and playing the piano? Now, oh, this is a wonderful question. and I could spend hours on this talking about this, Ben. I, I am really happy you asked this. First of all, my brother was um, trained to be a professional footballer up until he was 14 years old. And back then in Hungary, uh, we're talking about mid-90s, you know, football was at a different different stage. You know, maybe the, the youth themes were not so organized. Maybe the, the ambiance, the, uh, the spirit of the dressing rooms, particularly the youth themes were not something he, he, he liked, uh, he felt comfortable with. So, and he was a super smart guy. So he just went, he went to study economics and, and he... He, he stopped football, but he, he played ever since he stopped the professional training. And, and that was the time when I picked up football and I was, uh, I was 12 years old. And um, I was in, when I was 23 later, I was invited to the national futsal team. So I took football, soccer really seriously. And, and funny as it was, he picked up the guitar because I was, of course, being trained or, or taught uh, as, as a classical musician. So he was inspired by my music playing and I was inspired by his football skills. So we, we both kind of picked up each other's hobbies and, and this, this beautiful tandem, if I may call it with him, we are very, very close to each other. It still lasts um, uh, today. We're very close as brothers and we help each other, support each other as much as we can. I do have um, a football history, if I may say that. I played it um, semi-professionally, if I can say that, but I, I really was trained as a concert pianist. I imagine that there is similar dedication to building your skills on the football field and building your chops on the piano. 
just as with dribbling and juggling, scales, cores, and arpeggios. I would like to think that at the root of all this is the desire to wake up early every morning and work hard. You know, I, I think so. I think I think there are a lot of parallelisms between football and piano. I think one of the most important things is obviously consistency, discipline, passion for what you do, and learning to enjoy the process. It's a very important sign of success or a reason for success because you can reward yourself after a big concert, you do a big event, you do a small event where you feel better, you feel that you grow when you're a student, you have a diploma from some universities. But really, I think learning to to be comfortable and enjoying the process of getting better it's really a huge parallelism between sports and arts and performing arts because we go back to our pianos every day we practice every day many many hours i really believe that footballers they don't just train you know two hours in the morning and two in the afternoon their entire life is around what they love, what they're passionate about, and their entire life is about making a difference. You know, they, they cannot do it otherwise, other ways, just to be completely dedicated for what they do. So as a musician, I think we grew up that way. You know, I was 12 years old. I got into the Bartok Conservatory. I remember I was practicing six hours, seven hours, sometimes eight hours, just getting the repertoire, learning the repertoire. And, and then I went to the List Academy. I attended the List Academy since I'm 18, when I was 18. And I remember kind of thinking, starting to think about my career right away. You know, some of us were maybe less proactive, bringing our music to different audiences. I think I was one of the rare guys who was always out there. I was I always wanted to play for people. I always wanted to bring my music to different environments, different audiences, out of the box type of venues, you know. 2013 we shut down New York City's Grand Central Terminal for my music video. I in 2012 we did the European Championship opening for 60,000 people. I never allowed myself to think in certain limited ways or I never allowed myself not to dream about something greater than I am or I never stopped really thinking about what I could do and I couldn't do. I really just, my goal was to to bring my music to the most, possibly the most people I can and, and put it on stage wherever I can. So I think my past 20 years was almost a straight line to the Champions League final in Istanbul on June 10th because that is, that is obviously the highlight of my past activities. I'm super happy to do this on June 10th. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to tune in. I live in Berlin, so it shouldn't be an issue. I know it's going to be on everywhere. <laughs> Let's shift gears for a second. As a Hungarian, do you feel an affinity toward the music of Liszt and Bartok, two Hungarian composers that you've mentioned in connection with names of schools and institutions that you've attended? But I wonder if you have a special place in your heart for these composers? Oh, gosh, yes, Ben, of course. I graduated at the Liszt Academy, Franz Liszt Academy of Music in Budapest, and I, you know, the Liszt Sonata in B minor is, is on my repertoire. And I also play my own music. As a Hungarian, I believe we have something special to say, but I also think, you know, this can be learned and, and taught as well. I, I really see a lot of students coming to Hungary and being interested in our culture. Hungary has a very, very beautiful, colorful, versatile culture. Uh, I was very happy and, and blessed to be born there. And, and, and right after I graduated, even before, you know, I opened myself to the world and, and I started to travel tour in Southeast Asia and, and, and Far East and here in America. So I, I, right now, I love going back. I think it's a beautiful country. It's my home country. I, I will never lose connection with Hungary. And I love being here in New York and, and realizing my dreams as well. 
one more follow-up with List. I find him such an interesting musical personality, especially through his compositional arc. Early List, we see him being very virtuosic. And then later in life, the music goes from virtuosic to meditative. And it's such a beautiful, artful transition that he makes. I wonder if you have any favorite works for piano, either from that early or later period. I do. And as I mentioned, I love playing the Liszt Sonata in B minor. I think it's the crown of the literature. It's the most uh, beautiful composition, most <laughs> probably the most challenging, but, but definitely the most beautiful, my favorite composition from the literature. I love playing the Rhapsody, Rhapsody number no. two. I think Hungarian Rhapsody number no. two was um, one of the videos I didn't publish on YouTube. And I didn't like that recording for the record. I, I This is the first time I'm talking about this. And I somebody sent it to me on YouTube. It went to millions of views at the very early uh, stages of this video. I was I was so happy to see that. But I, I perform it many times. Um, I love, obviously, I think Steinway also published my recording of La Campanella, which I think it's been out there for 15 years. And many people reference it to uh, some of the original styles of list. You know, I meet these young pianists, this 10, 15-year-old pianist playing fantastically around the world. And when they meet me, they say, oh, Mr. Georgie, you know, I, you know, I grew up on your videos and YouTube. And, you know, we, we, that maybe means that I'm getting old a little bit. But, you know, these kids come in and they say, like, you know, we, we of course, we know what you've been doing. And you, you showed us your, your compass. You were a compass for us to show directions in, in, in certain ways. And seeing that, I have a lot of list repertory, Rigoletto, Paraphrase, you know, the Mephisto Waltz, the, the Sonata again, and Etudes and Transcriptions. I, I love playing and they are close to my heart for many reasons. I think Liszt has been wonderful, colorful, transparent pianist. He, I, I always play Liszt with a transparent sound. I don't like to rush. I don't like to bang the piano. I don't like, you know, I don't like harsh sounds. The people who love my art and who follow my art, they know exactly what they're getting when they come to my concert. I think it's very, very important to uh, to be faithful to yourself. And I think I understand Liszt as a very sensitive, very poetic, and uh, of course, virtuosic composer. Thank you. 
that's well said. And I'm going to revisit your list recordings for sure. I can't wait to see you perform in the UEFA final on Saturday. Do you have a pick between Inter Milan and Man City? <laughs> it's a tricky question. I have a funny story. Scabal from London, from Seville Road, they prepared my suit for the performance and they sent it over to New York. And we just have a couple of days to touch it up with the tailor. So I walk into this Italian tailor and um, Ignazio in New York in 61st Street and I asked him to touch the suit up. And, and the first thing he asked, who do you support in the final? So if I, 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 if I say Manchester City, I think he's not going to touch my suit. So <laughs> it, it happened just a couple of days ago. It's a fresh story. As I tell you, I told him, of course, I support Inter Milan. So he took my suit and, you know, he's, he's working on it right now. Hopefully it's ready tomorrow. But, um, but to be very honest with you, I, I think Man City had a great run in the past couple of years. They were up in the final, you know, once or twice, probably once. They were, they were semifinals maybe two times. So I, I think Guardiola is doing a great job. And I think, I think he really deserves to, um, to guide the team uh, to the top of Europe at least one more time now. He did it with Barcelona, I think, twice or three times, probably twice. Bayern, he was very close with the Germans, um, and, and now he's, he's in the UK. And I think City has been so consistent with their style of playing, their wins at the Premier League. And I think they just won the FA Cup today against United. So, I, you know, they have a good run. I love Guardiola because Guardiola brings in that spirit to the team, which I think they need. He's been there for, I think, I don't know, six, seven years. And I think he mentioned a couple of weeks ago that if they win the Premier League, they're going to have the taste of victory. So they have a good chance to win the, F win the FA Cup, which they did today. So I think, I think he knows that success is success has a taste. Success has its own spirit. Success has its own aura. And I think if the team feels that, they're going to be very close to winning the Champions League as well. I think that's a decent uh, assessment. And uh, Ignazio <laughs> Sicea, Schiotti, ti fiamo Milano. Okay. <laughs> okay thank you thank you so much adam and uh looking forward to it everyone uh listening be sure to tune in Listening to Soundboard, the Steinway and Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. We heard Steinway artist Adam Georgi performing La Campanella by Franz Liszt on Adam Georgi Plays Liszt, Bach, and Mozart on AGP Records. Our intro music is Philip Glass's Mad Rush, performed on a Steinway Model M by me, Ben Finan, editor in chief at ListenMusicCulture.com. Our outro music is the UEFA Champions League anthem. Question for the podcast? 
Email me at info at steinway.com with the subject heading Soundboard. Message me on Facebook at Steinway or hit me on the gram at Steinway and Sons. Subscribe to Soundboard on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, or wherever you pod your casts. Thank you for listening. Yeah.